So we're back with baseball talk, but it's Hot Stove Wednesday instead of Hot Stove Tuesday. It's been a very slow-moving offseason except for the Atlanta Braves. Yesterday, they make big news signing Charlie Moore in one year, $15 million. They also signed Drew Smiley, one for 11. I thought that was an overpay, but we'll get to that later. Bobby, what's up, brother? What's up, bro? Happy early Thanksgiving to you, my brother, and all our listeners. And all I'm going to say is this, man. Um, the Atlanta Braves are always that type of team that make these out-of-nowhere signings, and they really make their team a lot better, I feel. I was shocked at the deal they made for uh, Charlie Morton. I wasn't expecting this at all. Uh, a lot of money, one year, 15 mil for, his, for a guy his age, but he still has a little bit left in the tank. Uh, the Drew Smiley uh, signing for 11, so they're paying – $26 million for two guys who are up in age, in my opinion. And do you feel like that was two good moves? Yeah, I mean, I think Morton was better than Smiley. I think they're taking a gamble with Smiley, but I think that they saw the strikeout numbers, only 26 innings but 42 Ks. So they're taking a chance on that. But, yeah, they're both over 30. Braves are trying to win now. Their team was close last year. The rotation is now – Freed, Soroka, Anderson, Morton, Smiley. Now it's one of the best rotations in baseball. Last year they struggled with injuries, so it really solidified that. Absolutely. I, the Braves are just, you know what, they're on the cusp of doing something great. And this year, uh, depending on how many games are played, I do think that the Braves can will make a run at that NL East title. I th- you know what, Jules, looking at this team right now, they, they have the tools to compete. Yeah, they really do. They're definitely NLE's favorites. The big question is going to be if Marcelo Ozuna resigns, but we're going to visit them later. Yesterday, I broke a story about James Paxton. Bobby knows this, and I showed him the information as well. What I tweeted was that James Paxton won't be resigned. This has been an ongoing thing for a few months. It's been building up, building up. We've been saying it's unlikely. I got a message from someone I trust, sourced, and I'm not giving it up, and they said that the Yankees and Paxton are going to part ways. When we talked to Dan Federico, he basically said the same thing. That he's an afterthought for the Yankees right now. The, all the stuff is there. In the post yesterday, they only talked about the Yankees bringing back Tanaka. Paxton wasn't even mentioned. I mean, the writing's on the wall here. I don't see what people are freaking out about. Yeah. Um, I'm going to tell you this, man, in terms of Paxton. It's very unfortunate that it didn't work out the way we hoped it would. It really did when we – Traded for him back in 2019. I really thought that we were getting an ace for us for quite some time. And it just didn't work out that way. He showed flashes that he was the guy he was in Seattle. But it just wasn't there consistently as the way we liked it. And the injuries came back to bite him, unfortunately. And listen, you had a credible source. I saw this. I'm not – and nobody needs to know who that source is. But I will tell you this, Dan Federico has made it clear. The writing's on the wall. It's been made clear by a bunch of people. All it's they have to do is clear. do some research, honestly. The entire baseball world knew this was inevitable, that uh, James Paxton wasn't coming back. The guy was just not what we traded for. Also, it's the money problems, yeah. too. And he's going to command at least $12 million now that Drew Smiley gets 11 Boris is going to ask for at least 10 plus for Paxton for a year. Right. And the Yankees are being tight with their budget. They're not going to do it. It's just that simple. And we've talked about this. We've both had issues in the past. Me and Bobby, what we do, we've gained sources. We've networked. We've won the winter meetings, spring training, all that stuff. We're not just making this up for fun. 
I could have a much better story to make up if I wanted to. Like, the Yankees are going to re-sign DJ, but you don't see me saying that, which I do think they will, but nothing's official there. Paxton is 100% done in New York. I will double down on this, almost triple down. There's almost no way he's coming back to the Yankees. Right. Um, it's just... I understand the fight for credibility and all that. People don't follow me. They don't know, like, the whole thing, but... That's what it is. I'm just explaining it. If you don't believe me, I really don't care, honestly. I Listen, exactly the way you said it is that we networked, we met people, we've sat down with people who have insider information, who tell us things, and that's what it is. But in terms of this Paxton news, I don't get why anybody should even um, come at come at you for something that – has been literally the writing's been on the wall since the end of the season. Like August, since he got injured, we've been talking about this because they can't bring back both, and they're still talking about Tanaka coming back. And right. I do think he's going to come back. And I think the number that gets a dump for Tanaka might be around two for 30. You've got to think he's looking for 15 after seeing Morton get 15 and Smiley get 11. The starting yeah. pitching market's the only thing that's been moving so far. Three starters off the board. So what do you think about the market for starting pitching? If we lose Tanaka, I don't know what, how the Yankees are going to fall back in free agency, really, because the options aren't all that great. Yeah. Best option right now, in my opinion, out of all the free agent pitchers. Yeah, I'm sitting here right now. Bauer is not going to happen. We already know. So everyone can forget about Bauer, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm uh, sitting here trying to – figure out if god forbid and let's hope this doesn't happen if we lose tanaka what we're gonna do to replace him because absolutely uh, yeah it's tough i just sitting here thinking about it it's just gonna it that's literally worst case scenario and that's a huge huge problem and i just can't fathom sitting here thinking about that but the the fact that you're absolutely right the starting pitcher market ha- oh, excuse me market has moved faster than any other position in the game which which I understand because teams need to sign some starting pitching you always need starting pitching but um looking at this man it, it's oh, if we lose Tanaka it's going to be a problem and i mean we're going to have to put trust in the kids and Delvey yeah. Garcia. It's, it's going to be, we're going to be in uncharted waters. This is something that I think the Yankees, as they've made their stance, their priority is getting DJ back as it should. But also another thing, they should be also calling up Tanaka trying to get a deal done for him. So he comes back. Cause like, a, like I said, like you said, like everybody has said, if the Yankees lose Masahiro Tanaka, we are in deep trouble. I don't know how we recover from that. I'm being honest with you. Yeah, I mean, look, he's not what he used to be. I understand why people don't love him so much. He got lit up in the playoffs. It happens sometimes. His stuff was not fully there this year. He's on and off. But he knows how to pitch in New York. He's consistent. You know what you're getting out of him. You can slot him in the rotation. And will he be the second starter at this point? Yes. And is he a good two at this point? No, he's not. I'm not going to sit here and lie and say he should be a second starter, but that's the situation the Yankees are in right now because unless they make a trade, there's no one better than him really in the market. You're looking at Jake Odorizzi, who is okay, hit or miss also, but maybe they think he has more upside. I doubt it, though. I don't think the Yankees will go with Odorizzi. 
I can see him landing with the Red Sox. Quintana doesn't really excite me that much. Uh, none of these options are really that crazy. Corey Kluber maybe on a flyer we've talked about, but you don't know what you're getting from him. He might be done. Yeah, Corey Kluber, I know you – Um, and for those of you who have not done it, go check out Julian's predictions for free agency. I'm they, actually going to update those. Thank you. Yeah, they were tremendous. And the, one of them was Corey Kluber to the Yankees, one of his predictions – and looking at it, I'm sitting there, and Corey Kluber, arguably back in the day, a couple of years ago, was one of the best pitchers in baseball. Maybe he has a little bit left, and you know what? Why not end your career on a high note and try to get a ring with the Yankees? Because I will tell everybody the Yankees will be better this year. I could guarantee you that. So looking at that, you know what? Kluber, I know he's had some injury issues Um we don't know what he has left in the tank. I think for one season, maybe we could I, – I would bring him on if the money was right, to be quite honest with you. But I'm going to pull that – I'm pulling that up right now, honestly, your prediction. Yeah, I mean, look, Kluber's had a lot of injuries the last two years. That's why this is a flyer – wow, excuse me. This is a flyer deal that the Yankees will be taking. Like one year, I don't want it any more than $10 million. That's the most I would give. I think I put eight. That's probably going to be low because the market is being – a lot higher than I expected with these salaries. Morton I had for $12 million because the Rays declined that option. The Braves gave him the exact contract the Rays declined. So that's why they got him. It was the Braves in Tampa Bay. The Yankees were never in it for Morton because he doesn't want to move from that south area. He doesn't like big markets. So, unfortunately, he wasn't in the cards. Right. I'm looking at this right now, your predictions. Um, the one thing – Looking at this, in your opinion, I want to ask you, do you think the Yankees would even entertain bringing on Jake Arrieta? Um, wow. I would say no because his numbers have been bad. And if they don't keep the DH in the National League, coming to the American League is only going to hurt Arrieta. So I think I may have said maybe Red Sox or Giants take a flyer on him. So I can see that happening. I don't think the Yankees will go for Arietta. I also don't think he's what he used to be, unfortunately. But there's two options in the trade market we need to keep our eyes on. Unfortunately, not Blake Snell, which we'll get to because there's a lot of news on Blake Snell. Joe Musgrove from Pittsburgh. I wasn't really that interested in him, but he did step up this year and his peripherals looks pretty good. So maybe he's worth the flyer. But I'd much rather them take a shot and get Lance Lynn back. That's been getting circulated again. One year, $8 million, very affordable contract. The price is going to be steep, and the Yankees would not be willing to pay it. That's the problem because – He's one of the best pitchers right now, and his contract is dirt cheap. Right. Um, bringing back Lance Lynn, you know what? I, would, I wouldn't be opposed to it, not at all. I think that um, definitely provides some depth. I look, um, I look here. Another thing I do like is, is another thing the Yankees have to worry about, too, is in, with our bullpen, too. And looking at here, you have Kirby Yates, and I would love that. In my opinion, I think that would be really good. The Yankees had Yates at one point in their system. That's why I think they may maybe want to try one more time with him. But we'll have to see because the relief market is slow and Brad Hand's option of $10 million got declined. So it doesn't seem like people are willing to pay relievers, but they're willing to pay starters, which I find very interesting. Very, very interesting. Um, uh, I'm going to ask you right now, that in terms of starting pitching, uh, you've heard some rumors about Jay Happ, correct? Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of stuff with Hap. Jay Hap, Mariners, a lot of his former teams, actually, which is very interesting. I Mariners. Read, I read somewhere that the Red Sox are Yes. In. 
Red Sox are interested. Mariners, Blue Jays, Phillies, I believe, are the four I saw. Angels as well, actually. So I think there's five teams on Hap, and there's no chance. You talk about no chance with Paxton. There is a 100% possibility. Actually, 0%. Negative zero. Negative whatever that Jay Hap comes back with the Yankees. Yeah, that's that. Um, I think I literally, um, somebody who doesn't watch baseball could even figure that out. That yeah, Jay he, he gone back, he was good as gone. He just was not good for the Yankees, unfortunately, because he, he was a Yankee killer. And when we got him, that's when it, it was a problem, unfortunately. So, yeah, yeah. I think he goes back to the Phillies, actually. That's what I think ends up happening because they need help. They're going to want to replace Arietta and they could use some guys. So he's used to pitching there. I could see it. Yeah, I could see it as well, definitely. But Blake Snell is a big story. I don't know if you caught this, but it's developing quickly now because they said there were three teams interested yesterday, Braves, Angels, Mariners. But the Braves, of course, got more, and so they're out. Mark Feinstein tweeted something from MLB Pipeline breaking down the prospects that the Mariners and Angels have and saying that it's a two-team race for Blake Snell right now. The reason Tampa Bay wants to trade Snell is because he's going to start to make money. So that's what Tampa Bay does. Whenever you start to get paid, you get traded. His contract's not crazy, but it's going to be 10, 12, then like 13, 14, I think. So their payroll is in trouble because they didn't get the revenue sharing this year because there was no luxury tax penalty because of the shortened season. So apparently they lost out on around $45 million. Jesus, really? Yeah. My God. Oh. Well, they're looking to move him. Look at, um, looking at Blake Snell. And they lost Morton already. Yeah, they if they with the Rays and that, with Blake Snell, uh, I think the Angels. Listen, the Angels last year needed pitching, and they did not address that. I don't know why. Nope. This would be great to do that to go get somebody like Snell who could do so many things for you. So I think, in my opinion. I think that Blake Snell to the Angels just makes perfect sense. I literally tweeted the same exact thing, brother. The Mariners are in play because he's from Washington. That's oh, why yeah. that's an interesting one. But the thing is that their window to compete is not really there right now. Blake Snell going to the Mariners does not move the needle that much. No. If you put Blake Snell on the Angels, okay, we can start talking about some decent pitching maybe because then you have Dylan Bundy. Cannon's not bad. Then you just got to add a little more depth and you actually have a formidable rotation. I don't know what Shohei Tani is going to give them because I'm not sure if he can even pitch at this point. He's had a lot of injuries with the elbow and all that. So I don't know how, what they could expect from him. But they need to address that rotation. And Blake Snell would far and away be their best pitcher. They just need to get it done. Like, it's enough with them, honestly. Like, how many more times do we have to talk about the fact that the Angels have no pitching? Just get it done. Yeah, it's... An Angels fan, it's bothering me. It's, it's really disgusting to see they just continue to ignore it that general manager just doesn't well they just got a new one perry extent so hopefully he can do it you got to address starting pitching that's the way to be successful they have the great arguably one of if not the greatest baseball player on their team right now in mike trout and you got to build something to make you guys competitive and you haven't had a good starting pitcher in quite some time Getting Blake Snell would not only be huge for this Angels team and would help them tremendously, this could make them argue. And you know what? This is premature to say this. I think that Blake Snell could be the guy they've been looking for and help them win some games maybe. I really do. 
Yeah. I, Blake Snell could Blake Snell get he just went to the World Series in Tampa, going to uh, to Anaheim out there and being the guy for a team that has needed a pitcher for quite some time. I think that should intrigue him tremendously. I think that the Angels and Rays wouldn't surprise me that this deal gets done within the next few days. That's my prediction because it just <clears throat> excuse me makes way too much sense. It's a perfect landing spot. It really is, and they better figure it out because they're running out of time. Now, another t- a lot of trade rumors are coming around now. Chris Bryant we've talked about, yes. Red Sox, Nationals, and I'll throw the Phillies in there still because of Bryce Harper thing, but looks like Red Sox and Nationals. Cubs are in a weird period right now. Theo Epstein is gone. They're going to tear it down. They're even thinking about trading Javi Baez potentially, which I find surprising. I don't know what's going to happen with this Cubs team, but there's going to be a lot of moving parts. Uh, I'm just going to tell you this. This Cubs team, a few years ago when they won their first World Series in over 100 years, that team I thought would be, I, in my opinion, I, I'm going to be honest, I thought that that was the beginning of a dynasty. I really did. The next big thing. They were stacked everywhere. They're starting pitching, I think, when Arietta was there. He wasn't bad, but I think other than that, the guys were okay. Um, but their lineup was just so stacked. And now just seeing it four years later, they're breaking it down, tearing it down. Chris Bryant was argu- is arguably one of the best players at his position. You got Rizzo. Javi Baez, why would anybody even – why would the Cubs even entertain getting rid of Javi Baez? Because of the free agency pending next year. And, they, and you don't think they're going to be able to afford them, correct? Well, I don't know because they got to make some decisions. They can't just get rid of everyone. But, some, but everyone's not staying at the same time. Yeah. I don't know exactly what their plan is. To me, I think Chris Bryant's as good as gone. I think the writing's been on the wall. We've talked about that for a while. He's been upset think, with them for a while, right? Yeah, and he had a bad year. And, they, and now he needs to get tendered at around 18 to $20 million. And they're not really trying to pay that this year, I don't think. So that's going to be a problem for them. Then he's a free agent as well the year after. So that's why a lot of things are moving with the Cubs. I think Rizzo's going to stay put. They're saying they may want to extend him potentially. I've seen they're even talking about moving Contreras. They're thinking about moving Wills. No way. Are you serious? Yeah. And they're talking about Darvish and Hendricks too. Like they really might tear it down. And those are some low key targets for the Yankees, even not low key, but Kyle Hendricks or you Darvish. Darvish has a big contract though. I think there's like three for 54 left on it. Hendricks is more affordable. And he's a good contact pitcher, but if the Yankees could get one of those two, I would potentially put them. Up, I would definitely put them above Musgrove and Lynn. I would take over Hendricks, but I would take Darvish over Lynn. Darvish was that good last year. He really yeah. turned it around. Like I was, I was surprised. Yeah, no, he really did turn it around. And I will tell you this: if the Cubs are foolish enough to let go of Wilson Contreras, I think the Yankees need to make a call right away. I think that's, that's another thing. That the, how, Wilson Contreras could be the catcher the Yankees need. And, and Yankee fans, sorry if they're all – if some Yankee fans are upset with me, I'm going to be honest with you. I am not on the Gary train anymore. So, I don't know. I know he's taken a lot of flack. And oh, there's a lot of stuff going on with this. Some, you, there might be some Yankee fans that don't agree with my take on this. I am not on the Gary train anymore. I think he's washed up. He's just not – he just – he can't stay. He just doesn't do it for me. He when he's behind the plate, he's lazy. 
He still does not run to first base on a ground ball. It's laziness. It's arrogance. And when he's in a slump, not at the plate, it's that bad that it goes to it slumps to him being behind the plate, or uh, vice versa, even. It's it's disg- it's just I've never seen anything like this before. And the Yankees need to. I, I understand this year they're gonna keep him for one more year, but if he continues down this route, then the Yankees need to aggressively find their long term replacement. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on with this. Uh, Michael K has some comments that I agree with that they shouldn't be so um, open to keeping him basically or saying like he was blasting Boone because Boone was coming at the fans and the media for causing these problems potentially, not criticizing him and all that. But the dude was bad last year. He had 147. If this was a full season, I can't even imagine how bad it would have been. He's lucky it was only 60 games. There was no sign of him coming out of it at all. No, it's and it wouldn't have been that bad the whole year. Who knows? And I understand, look, that Aaron Boone's just trying to be a good manager and stick up for his guy, but don't come at the fans when they when they see what you see, but you just you're just not acting on it. Yeah. The, the fan we listen, we Yankee fans call it how it is. We call it how it is. If a player forgive my language, if a player is going to suck, we're gonna call them out. It's uh, you're on the field. If you're hitting 146, and I will guarantee you this, in 162 games, that batting average would be horrible. Even it would have been like 180, probably at yeah, best. It, it's it's just not there, and we get no. it. Listen, Gary's not a guy who's going to hit for average. I understand, but we need guys hitting over 200. Yeah, at least hit over 200 for Christ's sake. That's not asking for a lot, and you can't even do that. Like. It's no, we're stuck with him because here's the thing. No one's going to trade for him, and the Yankees are not just going to cut him loose and let Tampa Bay pick him up because they have, they have an opening a catcher right now. So you think Tampa would really take a run at him? Or, or anyone that could come back to bite the Yankees. I think that's what they're worried about. But I think this is it for him after this year, most likely, unless he really turns it around. I think he's going to be gone because he's a free, he has two years left this year, then next year, and then he's gone to free agency. So. He needs to figure it out. We're going to ride with him for one more year, almost 100% sure, because Boone basically said he's coming back, and Bob said he's getting tendered. So he's going to get – he's going to be back. They're not going to just let him walk. So right. we're going to have to live with that, and hopefully he's better. And Higaki Osha is going to platoon and probably still catch Cole. And like we said about that, Two games he played in the playoffs, Sanchez. Two out of seven. That was Boone's decision. That was one of our decisions. So you knew how bad he was playing. Don't try to deflect the blame. He was just bad last year. That's it. He was. It, it just, there's no way that anybody could sugarcoat how bad he was. He was horrific, uh, was not good. And let's just hope for the best in 2021. That's all I could say with this. Let's hope for the best. Let's hope he gets back to form. And let's hope that he can really be the guy that he was a few years ago where when we needed a big hit, he was the guy. He was behind the plate. He was doing well. But we need to see more from him in terms of, you know, effort and laziness. I'm a, I'm a type of guy who, if you're lazy, get off the field. If you're not good, if there's a ground ball that you could run out, do it. Run it out. Don't be – I don't like dogs. That's, I don't like that. Yeah, no, that's not cool. I agree. Nobody got time for that. 
Yeah, especially when you're playing so poorly. At least, like, you got to show the effort all the time. Like, at least, like, put in the work, you know? I mean, it's not he doesn't put in the work. He does. But sometimes we, we just don't see it. But we're, we're going to move on to more pressing matters than Gary Sanchez. DJ LeMayhew feels like Garrett Cole did last year. Like, that's the one thing every Yankee fan's waiting for. Are we going to re-sign DJ? I feel like the offseason's waiting on that, too. The Yankees might not do anything until the DJ situation gets resolved. Like Federico was saying about Lindor, the Yankees would only pivot to Lindor if DJ walks most likely. Also, the Yankees will not spend more money before DJ signs because if they're going by the strict budget, they don't know what they can spend until DJ's in or out. Right. So it's and- all a big waiting game right now, unfortunately. But the problem is, I'm getting worried, that starting pitching market is starting to move. What if they don't? act on Tanaka fast enough and someone throws him an offer you can't refuse. Yeah, it's a really, really uh, interesting situation with this. Um, listen, the Yankees have made it clear their number one priority is bringing back DJ. Yep. The reports have been out there that I've seen literally is that DJ LeMahieu wants to remain a Yankee. He loves it there. And listen, I ultimately, I think that DJ stays. But he's taking mm. his time. And you're right, it's affecting other positions that we need to address as well. And with the tight budget, we're, we're kind of in a mess right now. So we got to hope that DJ LeMahieu just agrees so we could turn our focus to more pressing issues. But I yeah. do think that DJ LeMahieu is definitely going to come back. I don't think he even has entered – I think that he's listening to offers. I don't think he even envisions himself playing anywhere else. I'll if be you want to get sick right now – there was a report yesterday that the Astros have reached out to LeMahieu. Now, excuse me a second for I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'll be back in an hour. Yeah, I I, I like cringe when I saw that. I was gonna share the tweet. I'm like, no, we can't handle this. I'm like, I'm not trying to spread this right now. It was Rosenthal who reported it. So obviously very credible. He said they could look to do that if they move Correa potentially because that's being talked about again. And then um. The Blue Jays are very much in the mix for a lot of people. We talked about the Blue Jays a lot. They're in the mix for DJ. I think they're our biggest threat, honestly. I don't think the Mets are really in it as much as people might think. I think the Mets are thinking about it, but just because Cano's gone for a year doesn't mean that DJ is just going to slide in because they got Jeff McNeil who could play second. They have a bunch of other options they can look at too. But they're in play for him. I'm not saying the Mets are completely out of it. And they said the Dodgers, if they don't re-sign Justin Turner, I could see that potentially. The Dodgers definitely could pay him. And then the Red Sox, which would be horrible. Yeah, no. I've been seeing a lot of reports with the Red Sox. You know, they got – they bring back uh, their ma- – um, what's his name? Cora as manager. Uh, we don't need to really be- dig deep into that. We ripped that apart a few weeks ago. <laughs> but it's just – the Red Sox need – they just weren't a good team last year. They're going to have to build on something and find new players. And I'm just hoping that the Red Sox don't get – don't try to get DJ. Let's hope not. Um, I do agree with you that I think that the Blue Jays are our biggest threat to land DJ. Because they're uh, looking like to throw money everywhere, it seems like. Yeah, they are. They really are. They're trying to build something great up there. And you know what? They got a young core. They could, they could make some noise. I, I just think – what I think DJ's doing is I think DJ is uh, 
is just using the Blue Jays as leverage. That's, in my opinion, what he's doing. Yeah, very much could be. The agent's asking for five for 100. No one's willing to meet that yet. Like I've been saying, four for 80, four for 85. Gets it done, in my opinion. Is he a Boris guy? No, he's. I don't know who his agency okay. is, but it's not Scott Boris, thankfully, because that would just be a process in itself. And that's why Paxton's going to walk, too, because it's Boris, and he's he's going to get his money for Paxton. He always does. So, and the Yankees aren't going to get it, again, to reiterate that point. But that's besides the point right now. But DJ, I do think we'll be back. I don't know when. I don't have a timetable, really. I have no idea. Maybe yeah. December. Yeah, let's um, – we're going to have to see what goes on with that, definitely. It's just a long waiting game right now. Next week's the winter meetings and non-tenders of December 2nd, so maybe we'll start to see some stuff move a little bit early December, but we're going to have to see what happens with that. Other people on the market, Blake Trarian and Brad Ham for the Dodgers, they're talking about. If the Dodgers don't re-sign Trarian, they're saying that Ham could fill his role as the lefty reliever, which would be a great fit for the Dodgers. I really want the Yankees to get Ham. But we do have our lefty high leverage guys already. I think a righty might fit the Yankees better, but Brad Hand's a great pitcher still, and the Yankees need more bullpen help. I know you've talked about how you would like him on the team, but we'll have to see what happens. I want, I don't know when the reliever market's going to pick up, though, because everything's just slow right now. And, and you, called, you said this yourself, brother. You've said this is that this year's free agency is not going to be active. It's not fun. Think it's going to be quiet. It's going to be because of every because of COVID nineteen uncertainty. Yeah, exactly. And the thing with that is, you look at it, and players are. It seems to me a player's getting signed every two or three days. Usually in free agency, players are gone by the beginning of it right away. The guys who are still left are got no not really big name guys. And baseball free agency is different than the NFL because we've, because everybody who knows the NFL free agency is over before it begins. So same thing with NBA; it's basically already over. Yeah. So with baseball, it's just a waiting game, seeing what happens. But you know what? When you're just trying to see news and you're going on Twitter, because listen, I'm the same as this. I go on Twitter all the time to see if there's different news with signings and stuff, and everything for football and baseball. And some days it's just boring. I'm like, really? There's nothing going on? Like, can't get a signing? But, yeah, it's it's just crazy how free agency is in baseball, man. It really is. I know. It's such a I, – I was saying, like, how could they make it better? I don't know what the answer is, especially with all this uncertainty. I really don't. But um, the Blue Jays, as we talked about, we have to say all the guys are interested in. It's like a laundry list. I know you know it already, but i got to share everyone else. Let's see. Michael Brantley, they've checked in on. DJ Mayhew, obviously. Justin Turner, they've checked in on. They've even checked in on JT Romuto, and apparently they're going to be in it late all the way until the end. So there's a chance that could happen, which would be a nightmare for us. And then they tried to offer Kevin Galsman three years for $40 million, but he turned it down and banned himself for one year. And now they're also, like I've said, I think they're going to get Paxton. I really do. That also. They're, yeah. they're, putting their, they're casting a wide net, the Blue Jays. They're definitely going to do something. Yeah, it's it's crazy, man. How um, how the Blue Jays are just putting this together because if they could land a few of these guys, this team is going to be really, really hard to play against. 
they already are tough to play when we the Yankees did not play them well. Um, oh they, yeah, I don't like these developments from them. It's it's they're just building something. And listen, they got a young core. They're getting guys who fit what they do. Uh, Paxton to Toronto, I think, is inevitable. Big Na- big Maple tattooed. I, I think it's the writing's on the wall. I really do. I think that's yeah. perfect. Um, but this team is just scary. They 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 got so many players that are really really good, and Yankees and everybody not only in the AL East but in the American League period have to look out for them. Exactly, the Blue Jays are a dangerous threat. They really are. Speaking of people on the trade market, Arenado news is starting I've to go been again. For this, I've been waiting for this. So here's the latest with Arenado. The Rockies have said that. They will trade him for the right price, basically. They would love to get that contract off the books. I really think they would, honestly. They've even talked about trading Trevor's story, and to me, I think it's a one or the other situation. I think they'll keep one, trade one. And Story's in that free agent class as well with Baez, Lindor, Correa. That's why all their names are coming up in trade talks because these teams are afraid of losing them for nothing. Also, Arenado, Dodgers, Mets, Cardinals is my big three for him. Yeah, Nolan Arenado, look, Nolan Arenado is one of my favorite baseball players. He makes playing baseball look easy. He's consistent. He's tremendous in the field. He's awesome at the plate. He's everything and anything you want in a player at that position. I'm going to tell you this. Looking at the Dodgers, I roll my eyes because the way it sees is I could see that happening. It's the rich get richer. They could easily afford it. You win a World Series, Justin Turner's most likely not coming back. So how do you replace him? Oh, you go out and get one of the best third basemen in the game. Just the rich get richer. I think the Cardinals, that's Because Jim Bowden said he thinks it's going to happen by Christmas, and he's a very good source on insider information. I mean, Former GM. He says he thinks that he will be a Dodger by Christmas, which I found to be stunning. I mean – it makes a lot of sense. The Cardinals make a lot. With the Mets, I think with the Mets, you know what? Um, they're going to spend that money. They can pay they, that contract. That would be Cohen, a big splash move. Cohen's just doing what he's got to do. Like they could trade like Dom Smith. Um, they, JD, J.D. Davis potentially could move in that deal. And they could definitely afford to pay the contract because that's what you have to look at with Arenado. He has around three years, 190 or 180, somewhere in that ballpark. And that's a lot of money, six years left. So they got to um, figure it out. The Rockies are hurting with the with COVID. That really hurt them. And they even put out a statement saying that they might be going through a, a rebuild or something because of, they lost a lot of money. The issue with the Cardinals is the same thing, the money. They can't afford Arenado right now. And Unless the things get better with the COVID situation. Because my, the Cardinals really rely on their fan revenue to for their money. Apparently, it's forty percent of their profit is from the gates. Wow! Um, oh, I'm yeah, just a big number. What, in terms of what you're telling me right now, then I think it's a two-team race with money. I think it's the Dodgers Probably and the Dodgers Mets. and Mets realistically, unless it lingers and they hold on to him and like stuff gets better. But that's a long shot. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But for and, Francisco Lindor. The next one still, but we've, we've already explained the situation with the Yankees. We don't need to exhaust that anymore. Mets are definitely in play for Lindor. I could say Dodgers was definitely in play for him still. 
depending what they because they can move Seager or something maybe, but I think that's unlikely. I think it's going to be Blue Jays are a scary team. I'm really nervous about them getting him. Or if they got Justin Turner, that would be a pain too because I could see him fitting really good with the Blue Jays. But for Lindor, maybe Cardinals too. They need to make a splash. They're saying, I think someone said Reds or Angels, but I doubt those two. What do you think happens with Lindor ultimately? Well, with Lindor, you know what? I'm still – we all talk about this and see that Francisco Lindor being available is um, something that the Yankees would monitor if we lost LeMahieu. With the news with LeMahieu most likely coming back, in my opinion, I don't think the Yankees even touch this unless somehow, God forbid, they lose DJ LeMahieu. I think that's pretty obvious. But with Lindor – I think that, you know what, I do think the Mets are going to be a team that are really going to go after him hard. I really do. I think that he's going to be – You know what? Yeah, it could happen. Who Cohen and who the the Mets general manager, they're going to be like, okay, let's go out and – They have two shortstops they can give the Indians. They have Rosario and Jimenez. Yeah, so they could replace those They could two. obviously pay him. And I think Lindor would definitely enter – entertain playing in New York, especially with the Mets and building something there. Yeah, I wish it could be for us with DJ, but yeah. it's probably not going to happen, unfortunately. Absolutely. But I think, in my opinion, I think um, DJ – excuse me, forgive me uh, – Lindor to the Mets, I think that's where it's – I think that's what's going to happen. Another thing that was noteworthy in terms of the Yankees, Brian Hoyk, I asked a question about Luke Voigt, and he says – he doesn't think he's going to get traded. He thinks that's a media speculation thing because that has been getting thrown around a lot. And the more I've thought about it, I understand it. At first, I was like, no way, don't trade him. Then I was like, okay, trade him. But now I'm starting to think, no, because you're not getting DJ and Lindor. So that was the only scenario I would have traded him in. If you just bring back DJ, there's no reason to trade Voight. Yeah. Like, actually, unless you get a lefty first baseman. Yeah, exactly. That's the I, only way I'm trading him. Or like a frontline pitcher. But then you'd have to get a lefty first baseman to replace him. So you'd have to make two moves. Yeah, absolutely. There I, is – wait, what were you saying? No, I agree with you. There is something else noteworthy with the Yankees, though, and the Cubs. Kyle Schwarber might just straight up be released by the Cubs on December 2nd with a non-tender date. And a lot of people think the Yankees would sign him. Yeah. Um, I think that it's definitely possible. Absolutely. Yeah, I just don't know like how well the fit would be with Quinn Frazier and the fact that he's kind of a DH. He's an all right outfielder. He's also an all or nothing guy, but he is a lefty bat. So like that's the only thing that would help balance stuff out a little bit. But I can't see a scenario where. There's Schwarber, Frazier, and everyone else we have. Like, something would have to happen. Yes. It would be too crowded. Absolutely. It would be extremely too crowded. It's, it, that would just, it just doesn't really make a lot of sense right now. Especially if they bring back Brett Gardner, which is also on the table. I, I do I, expect that to happen, unfortunately. I'm just going to tell you this. If the Yankees bring back Brett Gardner, I'm sorry. Yeah, he's had some flashes this year. He had that big cat, robbed a home run in the um, – playoffs listen I'm not I'm just gonna tell you this right now I'm just I, I'm done with Gardner there's no guardy party for me I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry I 
<laughs> yeah, he wants that goodbye for the fans and all that. I get it, but it's Frazier's time to play. Like, I want to see Frazier play the majority of the games in left field, unless, like, there's a trade or something happens, obviously. But Frazier deserves to be the starting left fielder. You want to bring Gardy back for depth, fine. But the problem is, and you and me both know this, with the way the Yankees get injured, Gardner ends up playing at least half the season, if not more. Right. That's what always happens. Yeah. It's... Unfortunately. I mean, it's just it's a, it's a bad situation, but I do think he'll be back. I, I, it, I'm going to tell you this. It really um... – wouldn't it be surprised if it happens right after DJ, kind of like what happened last year after Cole? Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that. But I, in my opinion, I just don't want to have Guardy on the team anymore. I don't think he he's anything to write home about anymore. He's just It just doesn't do it for me anymore. No, I agree with you 100%. I did say I was going to brush back on the Braves. So, Drew Smiley threw 26 innings last year, and he had 42 strikeouts. And his peripherals were good. That's why the Braves are interested. I just, I think we both agree. When I saw 11 million for him, I was not too happy because that kind of messes up the market. Yeah, I agree. He shouldn't have got 11 million. He oh, hasn't proven cool. enough for at all. His his career war is only 9.7. He's been injured a lot. Yeah, I mean, this was definitely. He hasn't pitched 153. 175 innings since 2016. Really? He was out for three years, actually. Wow. So maybe he can reinvent himself. I guess we'll see. But that's Atlanta's problem. Morton was not great during the regular season, but during the postseason, he has ERA was near five. Only had a .2 war. He was banged up. But in the postseason, he was great, except that Dodgers start. That was the only start he wasn't good in the World Series. Yeah. But he's a big game pitcher. He'll help the Braves a lot. That's a good move for them. I wish the Yankees could have grabbed him behind Cole, but that's unfortunately didn't happen. No, unfortunately, but we'll move. We uh, we'll figure it all out. I'm not worried. I, I think in Jersey too, but doesn't want to come back home. Unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, that that I didn't really. I didn't know he's a New Jersey guy. Yep, Delaware too. But um, born in NJ, NJ all day, baby. But um. Hall of Fame ballot, 2021 Hall of Fame ballot. Did you happen to see the names on this? Yeah, uh, Pettit was on it, right? Pettit, yeah, uh, Pettit's going in again. This is going to be his third or fourth year. Okay, it's going to be his third now because I'm looking at the yearly things. The newcomers on it, I don't know if any of these guys are going to make it, honestly. The only guy who might. Tim Hudson's a long shot. He, I don't think he's going to make it. I don't think he gets quite enough. He had a great career, 222 wins, war close to 60, ERA of 3-5, um, 3,000 innings pitched, and 2,000 strikeouts. That's really not that all impressive. So, I don't know. He, he'll have a case, but I don't really think he's going to make it. Torrey Hunter, maybe. Maybe Torrey Hunter. I'm thinking about Hunter, nine-time Gold Glover, five-time All-Star, two Silver Slugs, 277 career average, 2,452 hits, 353 homers, 50 wins above replacement. What do you think? Uh, I would put him in. I really would be close. I think. I will. Um. I would probably lean towards putting him in because his defense was elite. Yeah, I agree. Um, looking at this right now. Um, 
I saw that Nick Swisher was on it. Oh, that was hilarious. Yep. I, LaTroy Hawkins is on it. Wow. Michael Kadire. Um, I, in my opinion, I don't know how you feel about this. Um, I definitely would put Barry Zito on it. I think he was Interesting. really – Interesting. I know numbers. That was the all right careers 4.04, but listen, this guy was tremendous. When you look at his – let's see his – um. His stats on here for his wins. He's 165 and 143. I think he – you know what? I mean, those don't jump off the table, but uh, – Yeah, I don't know if I would. I mean, he won a Cy Young, three All-Stars, got the World Series with the Giants. His war is 32. I think Mark Burley actually has a better case, but he won't make it either, I don't think. Um, Looking at this, in your opinion, do you think that um A.J. Burnett will or no? Absolutely not, brother. <laughs> you'd say. I want to you'd say. Mark Burley has 60 wins of a replacement, 214 and 160 ERA near four. Had that perfect game, of course, but he was an innings eater. This dude pitched 200 innings for his whole career, basically. 15 years, 200 innings or more. His last season, 198.2. This guy was a bulldog. I got to give him credit, but don't think he's him and Hudson probably don't make it. I think the only one you see potentially is Tory Hunter. Really? Tory, you know what? Tory Hunter out of the first year guys. Tory Hunter was, you know what? You look at his I'm looking at his stats right now. He really, you know what? Let's see his batting average. Um he's bat career batting average 277. He had 353 homers, uh 1391 RBIs. Stolen bases, 195. Wow. Wow. And then, you know what? Yeah, I think he would. I'm going to say this. I did not take some time, but I think he'll get there. I did not know this. I didn't know Bobby Abreu was a base stealer. Yeah, Abreu has an interesting case, too, actually. We broke this down on Grunt Talks. He actually has a higher award than Vladimir Guerrero, believe it or not. That's crazy. He has 400 career stolen bases. Yeah, Abreu was good, man. He filled up the stat sheet. He's really getting disrespected on this ballot. Only 5.5% of votes last year. It should have been way higher. Yeah, definitely should have. I did not know that. Wow. Yeah, Andy Pettit, I know he's going to have a problem because of the HGH, and he only got 11% last year. So he has an uphill battle. I don't know if he's going to end up getting there. What do you think? Who was it, did you say? Andy Pettit, brother, um, had only 11% last year. You know what? I'm holding out hope that he does because I don't know why. He's a former Yankee. He was great. Uh, in my opinion, I do think that the HGH is going to hurt him. That's what it is. He would have been higher without that, unfortunately. That's just the nature of the game. Yeah. it's. Uh, so what do you think about um, – Jeff Kent, I think, is really getting disrespected here. I've said that for years. I don't understand why his percentage is so low. I think Andrew Jones has an interesting case. He might get there eventually. Manny Ramirez because the steroids, I highly doubt. How about Todd Helton? I was just about to say Todd Helton. What are your thoughts on Todd? I would put him in. Yeah. People use the course field argument, but the dude hit 316. His on base was over 400. How do you not put him in? Look at these numbers. Yes, he has to be on there. A career batting average over 300 is tremendous. His yeah, I would put him in. 369 homers, 1,406 RBIs, tremendous. You look at – he was just – I think he winds up getting there too. Yeah. Only 30 on a ballot, 30%. He has plenty of time. Do you think that what's-his-name gets – um? Gary Sheffield, probably not. 
Gary Sheffield. You were going to talk about him. Gary Sheffield at 500. Because the steroids again. What about um, Omar Vizquel? Kurt Omar, Kurt. Omar Vizquel, I feel, shouldn't make it, but he will. I just don't think he was elite enough offensively. I'm going to tell you I this. Really I don't, don't think so. I don't know how you agree. I think Billy Wagner deserves it. No, Wagner should be a Hall of Famer. His percentages are kind of surprisingly low to me. 31.7, six years. He has an uphill battle as well. The problem is that Mo and Hoffman were so good, they made it so hard to put other closers in. But Wagner deserves it. He's one of the best pitchers of his time, and he really had great numbers, the strikeouts, the ERA, and everything, the saves. He was very consistent for a long time. Yeah, he definitely was. I would, I, would, I would put him in as well. How yeah. do you feel about Scott Rowland? Scott Rowland? Um, let's see. You know what? He had a his on base percentage wasn't bad. Three sixty four. His batting average was good. What three hundred sixteen homers, almost thirteen hundred RBIs, over a hundred stolen career stolen bases. You know what? Yeah, I give it to him. His WAR seventy, and you don't even mention the elite defense either. So you you're just based off the offense. You will put him in. I'm putting him in definitely, especially with the defense. Eight gold gloves. This guy was one of the best third basemen. For a while at his position when he was playing in his prime. Fourth year on the ballot, 35.3. I think he's got a decent shot. Omar Vizquel, like I said, I just don't agree with it. I think he just racked up a lot of numbers due to time. Like his hits are very high, but he played 24 years, like 2,877. It's impressive, but it took him a long time to get there. Nothing else is elite offensively. His yeah. on base was 336 for his career. Jeez, really? His OPS was 688. <laughs> just terrible, but his defense was great. But I just don't get the affinity with him. Now the big three in the room. Now we got to have the real discussions here. Chillings, Clemens, Bonds. feel like we talk about these three every year, and here we are again. Last year, Kurt Chilling, and forgive my language now, he's a piece of shit and he's a scumbag, Kurt Chilling. And I really hate him, as a lot of people do. But all that aside... You can't keep him out because he's a dick, although people are trying to. 70%, he has two years left on the ballot. I think this might be the year for Chilling. Yeah, I do too. And, yeah, he's just not a really good uh, – Not going to be happy about it, but it is what it is. Yeah, um, bloody sock and all, yeah, looking at – Yeah. Looking at what he did, you know, he won 216 games. He had an ERA three. 3.46 uh pitched in wow he pitched in 569 games absolutely this just uh just can't believe it um he won three world series that's what gets it for me is postseason pitching that's the clincher for me yep. world series mvp nlcs mvp yes we don't like him and he's not a good person but he was a good baseball player yes he was yes he was i will agree with that um in terms of Roger Clemens, I think, you know what, people look at the steroid thing with him. I really do. But arguably, Roger Clemens was one of the greatest pitchers we've ever seen. Um, and listen, the guy has 354 wins. Steroids aside, and all the things that happened back in the day with, with all that, I, I would put him in. I, I honestly would. His stats, he's won championships. He's done anything and everything. I, I, I think he definitely uh, deserves it. Yeah, I feel the same way about Rocket. He needs to get in there. 
because he was pretty good before he started doing steroids. I think he had around 200 wins. But what happened was the late life in the 40s and all the great seasons. That's why people knew something was up. He definitely did steroids. There's no question about it, although he denied it. And he was proved, didn't get proven, but you just got to look at what happens in the numbers. Has he improved with the age? It's just abnormal. And then Barry Bonds, I feel the same way. You got to get him in there. He was a Hall of Famer almost before steroids as well with the Pirates. He was great. Obviously, he did steroids. There's no question about that. On base percentage, 444 for his career, almost 500. You can't even make this stuff up. Obviously, has a home run record of 762. And the thing with me is that, and you know this as well, there's guys in the Hall of Fame that did steroids. You can't keep these guys out. No, you can't. Uh, in my opinion, I, I don't respect Barry Bonds at all. So in my personal opinion, I, don't, I wouldn't have put him in because of the steroids. But I understand why if he does get in, his numbers are just too good to not have him in. And listen, That's where I'm at. listen, I'm going to fight this all the damn time. If you could put Barry Bonds in there, you got to put Pete Rose in there, okay? Well, that too, yeah. And the whole thing with, like, the Astros and Red Sox being brought back, the managers after a year, yeah. Pete Rose needs to be in the Hall of Fame. Yes, he does. He yes. does. Uh, as much as I don't like Barry Bonds, yes, he does get in and everything he's done. Listen, the guy – um, has 514 stolen bases, for Christ's sakes. Yeah, he had the 40-40. He was one of them, I believe. So He didn't even need steroids. He was good. But he, was, he had speed. He hit homers all the time. He didn't even need that. I know. It was just one of those things that he shouldn't have done. But, unfortunately, he did. Actually, no. Um, is he 40-40? No, Barry Bonds is not 40-40. So, I'm sorry about that. Oh, actually, he is. He is 40-40, 1996. All right, so I was right. Um, yeah, I agree with you. They're not going to get it this year, though, because their percentages were too low. It's going to take them till the last year next year, right? Because they were at 60% 61. I doubt they jumped 15 in a year. Yeah. Kurt Schilling only has to jump five. Really? Yeah, and the fact that there's not that many attractive names on this ballot might help their cases. Yeah, it's I I do think that those three definitely get in this year for sure. I that, Oh, you I, think they're going to make it this year, Clemens and Bonds? I do. Oh, I think they're going to have to wait till their last year. They're going to make them suffer. I think you'll see their percentages go up but not enough. It's it's going to be interesting to see when that comes out. We won't know that until when, you think? Um, when is this? I'm trying to check. Let me well, let me Google that for you quickly. Let's see, 2021 Hall of Fame. And while you look for, and while you look for that, I could I can say this. I'm sure you heard about Yasiel Pui getting new representation. And yes, Fox are interested, right? Rachel Luba, who also represents Trevor Bauer, now has Puig as well. It's going to be uh, – So that's a big addition for her. And the Red Sox are in on Puig. Yep. Yes, they are. They could actually use him because they're going to lose Jackie Bradley to the Astros most likely because huh. he's going to replace Springer probably. Yeah. Who that's... I still am sticking with the Mets. I'm still – I think the Mets will blow everyone out of the water for Springer. A lot of people were talking about the Blue Jays. That's another guy they're in on, Springer. I almost forgot about that. The Blue Jays are basically in on everyone. Yeah, so – Oh, it's not – Great. January 26th is the day for the Hall of Fame voting. 
January 26th? Yes. Okay. That's the day. Okay. So I think we're about good here. Covered a lot of stuff. Yeah. Have to catch everyone up with everything going on. So we're going to be doing football as well. Grunt Talks MLB. That's YouTube. That's our website. Everyone check it out. I have a video dropping tonight as well. Bobby dropped two football videos yesterday to fail and play of the week. You guys should check those as well. I'm going to be doing why the Yankees need to re-sign DJ LeMayhew. Brother, take it away. Well, my personal Twitter is btompson81. My personal Instagram, bobbytompson81. We're going to have football coming up next. Great baseball show today. Get everyone excited, and hopefully we'll have some more of these coming up soon. Oh, for sure, brother. So for everybody here, this is GNT Sports Talk presented by Grunt Talks. I am Bobby Thompson. I'm Julian Gallardi. We will see you guys soon. Yes, we will.